Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Well, happy Hanukkah slash Merry Christmas, Mark. <laughs> yeah, happy Festival of Lights. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. What's the term you say with Haksamag? Just, uh, yeah, Haksamag. Happy holidays. Haksamag. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Is there any special ones for uh, Hanukkah? I don't think so, no, especially because Hanukkah is a relatively minor holiday. It happened after all the current Old Testament books have been written. It wasn't in there, and it was, you know, Hanukkah was mentioned in in the Gospels as a setting, but then I think Hanukkah just got popular because of the how close it is to Christmas. Festive season. I like how that's actually like an official kind of term. Like I typed in festive season and hmm. in Wikipedia from the end of November to early January. Yeah, there you go. And then the photo it shows is a Christmas tree in Japan. Yeah, that's kind of like uh, when the lights are up sometimes the end of November or like early December. I like having lights up as long as possible when it's dark, especially. I had a coworker who who said that in Japan, like on Christmas Day, he went into like the city. They took down the lights like halfway through the day. <laughs> it's like it's afternoon now. You know, Christmas morning's finished. I think some generic decorations. You might see some red, green, and blue, or something like I've I've seen that like a, where it's people for some reason. I, I don't know why blue is associated with Hanukkah other than maybe there's that it's the Israeli color. Yeah, the flag. Yeah, okay. So that I was yeah, I've wondered that myself. It's interesting for this Marty Getz album. It's like red color, gray yeah. color. It's a like a menorah, menorah, red menorah with a uh, nativity, kind of blended together. I think the blue was because that's the Talit color. Like the Talit color is white and blue, so I think that's why the. Okay, it's like a Talit on the on the house. Almost, yeah, yeah. I think a quick Google kind of confirmed that. Now why it was blue in there in the Torah, because I, I definitely remember that. In fact, there was a little story that under the strictest rule that the Talits weren't colored blue because they didn't have the, the right snail to make the color. Or oh, at least, from a snail? Yeah. Not from a gem, not from a jewel. Interesting. Okay, that's the rabbinical tradition, but in, in the Bible itself, it doesn't say how you're supposed to dye them blue. But I guess the rabbinical tradition, the snail was this snail was lost and then it was kind of rediscovered in i think late maybe the 90s 1990s oh really yeah so, so they just took the shell and then crushed it yeah. up the blue is supposed to remind you of the commandments it doesn't specify why it's blue that became the flag of Israel, kind of reminding of that. And I think, and I guess maybe blue is a Hanukkah color. I think it's been associated with Judaism longer than than that. Just kind of associated with Hanukkah. Yeah, you, you're saying it's a red cover. It's clever. I think the menorah is kind of symbolizing maybe lights in the sky. I don't know if, if he literally means for the top candle to be the, the star in the east. It's possible. Or it could be symbolizing angels singing. Now, menorah, like, what's the like the symbol? I know it's the fact that it stayed lit. But yeah. The, the lampstand is it the like the presence of the Lord. Yeah, I think it's supposed to represent the the presence of the Lord. The light symbolize 
God is the central lamp. And then one of the interpretations for the original one is that a seven branched menorah represents seven days. It was saying that the six also just represent knowledge. And then a seven branch menorah is only supposed to be in the temple, according to Jewish tradition. So they they made the nine branch one to remember the eight days plus to it's a reminder of the seven branch menorah without it being outside of the yeah okay okay gotcha didn't know that there's a later term where the center highest one is the shamas or servant um candle then lights yeah you take that one and light the other lights from it as kind of a symbol of yeshua jesus like being the, the servant and we're talking about the Marty Getz album, Festivals of Light, that was uh, released in 2005. Marty Getz is still doing some recording. He's been doing a lot of Facebook slash YouTube live like worship sessions on some weeknights, you know, since the pandemic started. So have you heard or seen uh, Marty Getz live? I'm not sure. I, I Like, it would have been a, at a big event, you know, some kind of... Like, was he at AMF, or was he, did he show up? Was he at the Messiah Conference, Pennsylvania, when we attended? AMF, they intentionally only had younger artists play. Yeah, okay, um, that's what that, yeah. I think Misha gets performed, yeah, in which case, he might have just gone to see his daughter perform. I don't know if he was at Messiah Conference, might have been. Um, I think he's definitely played at both. And, uh, UMJC and MJA concerts, but I think more often at the UMJC. I remember a UMJC conference in like Southern California. The, I recognize them, and then like maybe I follow them. <laughs> I see. Okay. I definitely see their 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 family. Like they, I guess it seems like they do collaborations together. He and his daughter. Yeah, which we'll can get into that later. I had seen him play several times, especially I think as maybe not a young child, but as a as a child seeing stuff. I think he definitely been playing long, you know that that whole time. Um, well, does he usually play piano or or is like a front man? He's always doing piano and vocals. I think back in the day, actually, um, my dad was playing guitar when like when Marty Guess was first starting to do worship before becoming a believer in his twenties. He did also perform. Uh, secular stuff. I definitely saw him in 2014 at a conference, which I don't think you were at. Whenever I see him performing, it's always been him uh, just by himself. Like certainly, there's extra musicians on the album. Being like usually performing like the full piano. There's like a random children's Christian animated show called Superbook. <laughs> no. He per- Formed the theme for that and got a, a daytime Emmy nomination. Presuming he only performed the English one because it was actually a Japanese series that they dubbed over for the U.S. Oh, really? Modern day kid gets to explore the the Bible through like his. There's like a robot that takes him on adventures through the Bible. Well, wow, I wonder. I wonder if we have that. We might have a video cassette because we have. Is it like how old is it? When was it produced? Was it like, I mean, it looks the one we have a video cassette that's kind of similar. From like uh, from the eighties, yeah. yeah, that's the original. That's an eighties series, and then uh, we might have that. <laughs> I watched uh, a few of those. I'm checking to see if it's here. Is that is that it? That one? Yeah. <laughs> I think that that kind of thing is really can be useful. We have like it's like an anime. They make stories in the Bible and change change them into an not an anime, a uh, manga. I think they should make an anime. 
<laughs> Some, sometime it'd be useful, like in this culture here, explain the scriptures. It's kind of funny when I listen to the album, it's kind of like music in the background, I think a little. And that's often how I kind of feel on the album now. I think intentionally the songs kind of do blend together some, has yeah. some style. Especially, I think, as we get into this, the second half, there's kind of, I think, thematically some stuff. But it's kind of on a theme, I think. I think that's intentional. Certainly, I think you can say that he's a he's talented singer and, and piano player. And I think even more than that, I think the arrangements are the biggest thing on that. You know, I agree. I, if I have the CD, it's kind of in the background as I'm, other stuff's going on. But then it definitely gets full attention if he's performing live. You know, I'm pretty new to this. So would like really focus and then it'd go back in the background. But yeah, this yeah. is kind of cool. Like, I, I think I've told you the Michael W. Smith Christmas album <laughs> is one of my favorites. This feels like in the same ballpark, at, at least the earliest Michael W. Smith. Uh, but this is this is more piano driven and it feels a little more unified and with the way the way it flows between the songs with the pianos, and the arrangements. I, I appreciate it. Kind of ran into that, that too. I was kind of enjoying the music, but it was a little tougher to keep then the notes on that uh some of this i you know I, I don't know if there's you know we've done kind of some meteor albums or albums where there's a lot of stuff uh a lot of subtext and other stories going on and and this doesn't have that as much it's pretty biblical right essentially telling the luke story or the math you know matthew it's like just around the, the birth like it's not talking about like the other stuff like going to egypt it just uh-huh. briefly some of the the prophecies and, and things so it's it doesn't you know talk about the the lineage i also think it's clever the title festivals of light include both of the the holidays i've heard that yeah hanukkah's festival of lights i hadn't really thought about christmas but obviously there's a lot of lights around christmas yeah i mean well just like you know light of the world coming to and then the, yeah. the star shining the angels you know announcing to the shepherds it's typically presented in the kind of like a bright sure light in the darkness makes it seem less dreary in december when there's the least amount of sunlight right right so it starts off angels we have heard on high interesting start in that there's almost no words first i i didn't even notice the words at all there's a chorus and then marty does say if he, he just says glory to god in the highest towards the end as part of the chorus i think it fits it's the album and, and also his strengths, the arrangement. It's a nice new arrangement. Yeah, you know. I do like it. And yeah, and it's kind of typical of the Marty songs where there's the piano is definitely front and center, but then there's backing instruments. You might notice as much uh, the strings and stuff are a nice addition too. <laughs> Maybe a lot of the Christmas religious songs are all pretty similar as far as uh, content, I guess. Obviously, it's talking about a sing- singular event, but I-, I hadn't really noticed it as much, you know, because it's usually a mixture of things, you know, especially like you go to any Christmas concert, there'll be one or two religious focus songs and like the rest of the songs are talking about Santa or Winter or <laughs> stuff, yeah. Snowman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like the angels appearing over the shepherds and it's like definitely comes up across again and again. Maybe that might even be some of the reason why some of these are more instrumental. Or it could just be like an overture. Yeah, it felt like an overture. And because it feels like an overture, it feels like a, you're entering a story, too, which is cool. Have you have you ever shown this to any like traditional Jewish people? I wouldn't mind playing this, I think. 
or at least an interesting conversation starter. I think I'm actually pleasantly surprised by the amount of traditional Jewish listeners that we have, for example, with our band. Some of the Christian songs don't have appeal with Jewish people because of the subtext, even if there's nothing in the original text itself. And it could be even like straight from the Old Testament, like either the way that it's translated or just because why the song is written, it doesn't appeal and stuff like that, like O Come Emmanuel, like as you mentioned later, like it's definitely a Christian song, even though it's 100% from the Old Testament. Right. Jewish people can approach it like that. They might be okay with Christian songs in general. It's nice uh, hearing Yeshua <laughs> in a Christmas yeah. song, in a Christmas album. Like the name Yeshua, like just giving a little like, he's my Messiah, having those words kind of pop up. And it's kind of healing in a way, in a certain kind of way. You know, a lot, a lot of people in the Messianic community, they just, you know, if they were, if they came, were raised Jewish without knowing Yeshua's Messiah, Mashiach, when they do come to him, it kind of feels like whole and complete. It's nice to hear, like, hear that and that he made the decision to, <laughs> to kind of express that. Now we're talking about Shepherd's Song, Night of Fear and Mystery, Night of Wonders, Joy, and Be the Oneness Shepherd Israel. Which obviously I think that there's a lot of parallels on through the years the shepherd watched the child grow and the shepherd came to love him and all who f- followed came to know. And so we starting with David, you get Yeshua, the, the shepherd's a picture of the Messiah, right? Yeah. And then also a lot of the prophets talk about the shepherd. And even, you know, in Yeshua's teaching, you get the teachers are supposed to shepherd the people. We're seen as sheep. So the sheep, you know, especially the Psalms or symbolism. And I think it was some of us talking about God, but I think some of us also talking about Messiah. Kind of wonder at the end of the song said, though, my story here is ending evermore, my shepherd king. So do you think that's a little bit, I guess, it's from the shepherd or is it Marty Getz's song or is it like some other person telling a story about a shepherd, but not? Marty gets, I guess. So it's like somebody telling, you know, telling a story in in like a field somewhere in the land. Like Marty gets taking on a persona of that of that person. The shepherds received the announcement right from the angels, and they were like some of the first witnesses to the the fulfillment. Come see the Messiah. But then they continue living for a while, right? So maybe they're passing on the story in in their old age. That's that's how it seems. And then looking at the lyrics, it looks like they watch as the good shepherd lay down his life for his sheep. There's a quote in John. When they go from shepherd to lamb, uh, <laughs> obviously lamb is also the symbol of God. I guess it's based on something. It's actually older than Mary had a little lamb. Oh, is it? Okay. I just noticed that it's William Blake, which I, and I realized I've seen, I've actually read this poem, but I hadn't made the connection. William Blake's pretty, when did he write? Was it like 1800s, 1700s? Yeah, late 1700s. And when was Mary had a little lamb? 1830. William Blake sounds familiar, but I certainly don't think I'd read that. I mean, I was an English te- teacher in the high schools at one point. Most people still don't read him. <laughs> but I picked up a, a book of his poetry. Even though he, it's quite old, you know, it's very accessible. It seems very musical, too. It's nice that he, he adapted that. Little lamb who made thee, and then he calls himself a lamb. He became a little child. This little poem. I don't think I'd realize the titles of the books 
songs of innocence and songs of experience was William Blake, a U2 thing, talking to a little lamb, but like telling him that the creator calls himself a lamb. Christmas Star, original song. And did you look up a little bit of the backstory on that? It was written by his daughter. Yeah, the Misha Gets. The album was 2005, but the song was written, said 1999 slash 2002. And uh, she was born in 1991. So it was either 8 slash 11, I guess. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice song, right? Yeah, good yeah. song. Good, good children's song. It would it'd be, <laughs> I grew up in going to uh, Covenant Church, an evangelical church, you know, typically around, you know, during Advent time, you would have like a nativity. This would be a pretty cool one to, for like a nativity story. Like, I think the music that he adds to this, like her voice is really cool and the words are told well. Or it says that she wrote the music. But I'm, not sure, I'm sure he helped with the arrangement. It does sound very traditional. It's an original song, but it certainly it feels like it fits right in. There, are, I don't know if you want to call it tropes or like some standard uh, practices for writing holiday songs that fit in with the theme. But it's hard to come up with an original idea that feels good and genuine. And I think this is a nice addition. I think other people would like this. Arise, shine is the next one. It's, it says in parentheses in the notes as Isaiah 60. And he put in a few more references. Don't really remember this song in particular, but I, I think I've heard the Arise Shine line bunch anyway. I think it's some part of uh, Jewish liturgy. Okay, nice. Arise Shine, your light has come, the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, it is prophecy for the birth of Yeshua. It says, you know, see the star arise in, in Jacob. But like the language in that, and I like that it's not, it kind of breaks up where most of these songs are more literal descriptions of what happened uh, during Yeshua's birth. This one is a more messianic, kingly interpretations. Your dad wrote a book, right? A commentary on Matthew, King Messiah, right? The uh, yeah. Matthew presents King Messiah. And like this feels like it goes right thematically. That's kind of like the interpretation that the people at the time were actually were saying. That's the message. Does throw in some revelation. No more sun to rule by day, nor more moon to rule by night. He will be your everlasting light. Maranatha. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely like this song. The third most popular song YouTube. I don't know if I was expecting the traditional songs to be the most played, but it seems like the original songs. I guess if you're a popular enough artist, then people want to hear the original ones versus the adaptations, maybe. It's another good, like, I think it fits thematically with the, the theme that he came up with for this album. But it's also, I think it's a strong, powerful song that, you know, uses, comes directly out of scripture. It feels like a musical song. Like I'm watching a musical, you know, the declaration at two thirds of the way through the movie or, or through, uh, through the musical. This might be performed outside of of hanukkah have you ever sung it at synagogue it's possible yeah i think i might have heard this at synagogue and outside of hanukkah slash christmas stuff when it is hanukkah because there's so many songs it tends to be just the real traditional ones this might have been the only one on the album that i really heard live cool next up O come O come emmanuel goes back to the eighth or ninth century according to wikipedia <laughs> uh, i've been in english for a long time he did Add an English verse. Oh, come Emmanuel, your people cry. 
Be God yeah. with us, Messiah Adonai. Yes, come and all your children bless and turn us from our sins to righteousness. That, is that from him? Yeah, that that is his. Very nice. I think Messiah Adonai. That line is a syllable long, but like I've, I liked how it's it's all phrased. Be God with us, Messiah Adonai. <laughs> yeah, it can work. Yeah, fits in well, and I think that's a good performance. I guess it's relatively short uh, as far as the outcome manuals. Well, yeah, like the version I did, I think I, I think I included it, almost every single verse. I changed the order that there's sometimes song, but I love the song, like in general. So that's that's cool that he added this other this other verse, yeah. and I think it's a um, it's a nice version. His version is four minutes. I think yours was like five five and a half maybe. I think when it's normally played, I think it seems like it's longer than that. It's like a chant on his website. It says plain song slash chant. So you can imagine monks singing this for sure. Uh, Prince of Peace is all the way back to 1997. Had kind of a personal setup, I guess. And then kind of a more general chorus. And talking about how that his grandfather studied Torah and would have read some of the same passages, obviously, in the, in the Bible that we interpret as messianic prophecies. You know, Jewish people also interpret it as messianic prophecies, just that they have different interpretations on who they're talking about or some of the themes. The chorus is, you know, some of the same words that are obviously in a lot of uh, Christmas songs and messianic prophecy, but it's a it's original song. You know, unto us a child is born. Again, Isaiah, right? Yeah. And virgin girl brought forth a son called Emmanuel. And I guess this also is Isaiah, maybe a little... Uh, streamlined. He found a place for his peace to reign in me, um, which I, I don't think that's direct scripture, but I, I like that line. I mean, it's, it's another uh, fulfillment. You know, some people talk about fulfillment that's kind of like partial fulfillment and then f- complete fulfillment. And this is obviously one that um, hasn't been like fully fulfilled. The peace within me is a uh, very strong. Because that's like kind of the part that's been fulfilled. Eventually, we'll Maranatha have peace on the earth, but it's gonna it's still gonna be quite a while before we get there. This is kind of an earworm too. Was his grandpa a believer? Do you know? I guess not. Then, considering that he became a believer as a result. Oh, come all ye faithful, which is traditional. A nice version. Word of the Father now in flesh appearing. I guess kind of plays on John. Yeah, I guess that's the fourth verse in the traditional. He doesn't even include the word for the lyrics on this. And then some recording of traditional Hanukkah or blessings. You can take it or leave it. Like, it's a nice little recording. Kind of gets you in the mood because I think it's like I hear the blessings every time I'm doing the Hanukkah stuff. Do you have them memorized? <laughs> Probably. Or who I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> okay, so I, I have kind of the melody, but not the words. I've forgotten some of that. The, the, the English interpretation is also... Yeah. I've listened to like a few different Hanukkah compilations. A lot of them do have this kind of feel. Often, like the liturgy will have a few different ways to sing it but yeah they kind of all sound the same i think well and then another quick song after that me mll instrumental like uh who can we tell that's only 59 second version it's up there on like the more popular traditional songs 
I think it would have been odd not to include it. I, I, I think I'm fine without the, you know, the dreidel song. But as far as like the songs with meaning, it's up there on that. How's the meaning? Who can tell the things that befell us? Who can count them in every age? A hero or sage came to our aid. Listen, in this time of season, Maccabees temple did restore. And tonight our people, as we dream, will arise, unite, and be redeemed. A simple version of the Maccabees redeemed the temple and delivered the people from oppression. Pretty straightforward. And the next up is a song called Hanukkah. Maybe it was intentional with the song after that being the gift of Christmas. Two original songs focusing on each of the holidays. Oh, I I really like this. I mean, I relate to it (laughs) for sure. The most worth listening, I guess, because obviously there's traditional songs that have held up really well. But, you know, with this being an original song, I think it works really well. This is also his most played song on the album. Yeah, this is like the kind of song I would love to like play to play for some people. <laughs> it's like I think this really gets to the heart of Hanukkah, like the the whole the whole purpose of the real spirit of it, and also connecting it obviously with the the Sermon on the Mount kind of teaching that Yeshua did about like what's in the heart. So make my life your temple, Lord. At this, this season, start to pull down every idol I have raised up in my heart, dedicating your life to the Lord. Really amazing. You know, it takes kind of the meaning of Hanukkah, I think, makes it personal. And it does specifically say on this Hanukkah, you know, on this Feast of Dedication. I think it works pretty much outside of the holiday. But obviously it does build on that symbolism where that the temple was made unclean and that it was rededicated, cleaning the altar. Take my supply of oil, not enough to burn long. I have a question about pronunciation. It says on this Hanukkah. <laughs> so is that more accurate to what Hebrew has done, like Hanukkah? I've also heard Hanukkah. I think Hanukkah or Hanukkah is a correct pr- pronunciation. I, I think he just pronounces it a little weird. Hanukkah <laughs> is the menorah with the nine candles. Oh, okay. I always just call it a menorah. Really nice song. Yeah, pulling down the idols and, and things. And like it's not just that God did a miracle then, but it's like God doing stuff in our lives now gift of christmas builds on that theme well i think that's definitely a more discussed trope where you know the reason for the season (laughs) rushing home to bring that special thing to make their holidays just right asking you where did all the christmas cheers christmas beneath the christmas tree it lies unopened gift so small overlooked but all but a few imagine you're hoping finding this the hope of the world lying in a manger i don't know why it doesn't click with me as much (laughs) i guess Hanukkah was the new perspective. Well, with a Christmas one, it's something that I definitely know about. You could put this in like a myriad of movies, right? You could see it in like a like a mostly secular movie. I enjoy the a little cheesy, corny, sentimental, happy. This kind of leans that on that direction. It's not like my favorite thing about about the season, but it's it's fun that it's there. Yeah, I think even in the Christmas movie, it might be a little small. See, it definitely talks about Jesus, which. It's definitely different, but then other than that, slowing down and enjoying life and all that stuff and enjoying family and stuff like that is, is definitely is in a lot of secular stuff even, too. Yeah. It's like uh, the end of Christmas Carol. How the Grinch stole Christmas. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The restoring the town. I mean, you know, it feels like London, too. Well, then Mahotsur slash Hark the Herald Angels sing. Rounding it out, this is the second most popular song on the and Mozart is probably the 
most well-known. If there was like one song played in a Hanukkah service, it would be this song. I mean, I guess, you know, Dreidel would be the most well-known song, but, you know, that's just kind of kid that works, is it? Is this in Exodus or or I know it's in like Psalms, Song of Moses or Song of Miriam? So it's written in 13th century, approximately. I mean, it's definitely talking about like biblical stuff, defeating Pharaoh, Nebuchadnezzar, Haman, and Antiochus. They assailed us, but Correct. then I'm prevailed yeah, us. Direct scripture on it. It has the feel of the post-Exodus kind of song. Uh, that like is repeated too. The other thing I think of when I hear this is just is you singing <laughs> the, uh, your your version for the you know the Star Wars version of it. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty great. Well, thanks on on that. Yeah, couldn't quite make it work, so then I I leaned into singing it badly, but I think it could have been a serious arrangement. Well, maybe yeah. we can we can try that yeah. sometime. <laughs> be pretty fun now this version he credits felix Mendelssohn, a jewish believer in jesus wrote the hark the herald angels sing so this song has some drums and bass guitar i didn't really like as much i don't think it fit as well in the album did you have an opinion on the music it's not the final track it plays kind of like the climax of an out of the album yeah i like it maybe it could have been the last song it's actually longer than the medley song after it i do like the medley too but yeah this feels like the the climax and is, is there a saxophone on there too i forget yeah you might be right on that it might be the fact that marty gets he's not a rocker he's a like adult contemporary kind of style it rocks out the way like the musical <laughs> song rocks out it's triumphant yeah it's not like a metal rock song <laughs> yeah, I dig it though. I, I, yeah. I think this is this is like another one that I think you could share with Christian believers who haven't connected as much with the Hanukkah story, but use this to increase kind of the the teaching around that. I think it, it could be explanatory. Like Rock of Ages is talking about like that God helped the physical armies. Well, then Hark the Her- Herald Angels is singing about you know Yeshua arriving. The content feels a little different, but they still kind of work together. I don't know if you saw in the notes, they included a transliteration. I think that's it's kind of funny. The the English, I think people like the sound of the Hebrew. Like the English lyrics aren't the literal translation of the Hebrew. I think that the English lyrics are actually, it's actually better um, as, oh. you know, lyrics wise. Yeah. I mean, because it talks about your word broke thy sword when our own strength failed us. I, I really like that the hebrew is more that we destroyed the enemy and we will praise you that's kind of the short version of that maybe the english is more inspired almost wonder if they could kind of translate it back and from english to hebrew like come up with a new hebrew verse like revelation right there's definitely hanukkah type of symbolism in revelation with the like with the altar being defiled essentially Yeshua's teaching he talked about like the abomination of desolation is basically it's kind of like the same, same kind of the temple being defiled. We believe like the second coming, the final, final triumph. Christmas is like a, like an initiation. And but like the song, like Hark the Herald Angel Sing, like he's not fully recognized as king <laughs> yet. Right. That's one of the reasons why I like how these are put together. I think it amplifies both songs in a way. Cool. So the final medley doesn't list the songs, but they're um, Silent Night, What Child Is This, and The First Noel. And he sings Noel, yeah. Yeah, I like that. And there's some flute also accompanying. Yeah, I think including Silent Night and 
feels like you kind of have to. And I, I think that's probably my favorite Christmas song, maybe up there on like Christian songs, period. And I do really like how it closes out with the first Noel. I think that's a nice sound. Little one is just okay, I think. Yeah, I think it's a, that's a piano player, <laughs> like transitioning from Silent Night to Noel. Oh, like what song would be a good bridge between the two? Yeah. Dig the song musically, like, was it Beethoven in the Green Sleeves? Do, 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 do. Yeah, it's more like a bridge song than, like, I, I agree with you. The first and third would talk about shepherds, not kind of on that theme. There's definitely a big shepherd theme, and there's a big, like, light and, and angels theme, you know, <laughs> proclaiming. Is there, like, in Hanukkah, the festival of light, right? How about, like, the shepherd part? I don't think there's anything really about shepherds i mean it's kind of the warriors or maybe like farmers and religious scholars so i think the shepherd stuff is all just on the christmas side i mean it makes sense with like the announcement the messiah because the king david shepherd i enjoy the album overall and i think it's definitely unique and certainly it's something worth playing during the season and i think it's up there on the better um hanukkah albums i think it's kind of has heart more than the other albums I've, I've listened to. I mean, certainly with Christmas albums, there's all sorts of choices. I think there's a lot of spiritual Christmas albums that are good. So I wouldn't necessarily compare it to that, but as, as a Hanukkah album, I think it's, it's quite good. This is actually my first Marty Getz album, really. And it made me want to listen to more of his music and also share share the album with other people. I've listened a lot just in preparing, but also because I've enjoyed it too. I'll, I'll add this to my rotation of uh, albums that I that I put in. My, my, there are like a few like albums that I always listen to, some more than others, and then this. But this one's good. I think it's added to the rotation of uh, seasonal. Well, cool. So I think it's definitely worth checking it out. For me, this was it's a nice introduction to him and Misha. I know them, but this one it's about like the art that they're putting forward, like just hear hear their 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 art history and like their like the storytelling and sharing nicely done well hope you have good holiday season and good holiday season listeners thank you for listening